everybody fucking chills right at the end of the year and then yeah and then it takes a few weeks for this year it seems like it took like a whole month for people to everybody to really kind of crank back in yeah they've just been grinding me up into sausage <laughs> same same yeah i uh i've been doing good though i've been i've been you know cranking out the gym Hell yeah. Getting back in, you know, getting developing some good habits. Yeah. Been uh cooking up some some casseroles this week. Fuck yeah. You know, that I bought from a place that sells casseroles. I'm about to say, because you you know, if you're starting cooking, I think casseroles I mean, I don't think they're the hardest place to start, actually, if you just whip them from scratch. I think that might actually be, be a pretty good one. It's pretty yeah, like casseroles and like there's I have a I have a one pot cookbook that I mm-hmm. got when I first got my uh, you still have it or is it over here? You had it. I think uh, it's, might, at, it's at my house. Okay. Yeah, I know it was here for yeah. a while, but that's when I got when I got that Dutch oven, um, that I has been used, but not by not me. by you. <laughs> Aaron has made some fire shit in there. Oh yeah, she uses it to make uh, beef bourguignon. Yeah, beef bourguignon. She's uh, she's made some some tasty ass uh, shepherd's pie in there. Okay, I didn't have any of that chicken pot pie. Uh, you know, it's, you can you can use it for whatever. It's a very versatile thing. Yeah, I'd like to have one. I've I've had conversations with with her about like how I know how to make like basically like grilled cheese and macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and like like that's about it. Yeah, like I can follow a recipe and I'm a good helper. Yes, but like I don't know. I was kind of I feel like I was a little like kneecapped growing up by just like never really learning to cook. And then when I was on my own and it was time to like learn, like I don't have the foundation. Like I don't have the basics. I feel like a lot of like young single men lack the basics of just yeah. like, here's how you fry an egg and here's how you prepare meat. And like, yeah. here's how you like, this is how long you have to like do like cook just rice mm-hmm. or whatever. Or what's the, the, the ratio of water to rice? Like yeah. How do you cook rice? Like, here's how you make mashed potatoes, like just yeah. staples that you can make where you just like, and also you just put the meat in a pan and you put a vegetable and then you have a meal. Yeah. But like all my cooking is just, based upon me feeding myself yeah but when i was when i was younger and i would i was on my own i was just like well let's just eat garbage and yeah you were frozen pizza man frozen pizza you, you had you had frozen pizza on deck oh, every yeah. time and if i was really going out all out i'd be like i'm gonna make some pasta salad yeah it's like what's that it's like <laughs> well you boil noodles and you chop two vegetables and add some feta and some salad dressing and that's it it's the easiest fucking thing in the world yeah well, you could start developing cooking. I mean, there's you're at like. Well, see, the problem is now that if I like my learning curve directly affects whether or not Aaron enjoys her dinner, yeah. <laughs> which is not. So do I mean, lunches then. Yeah, maybe I, you should do lunches. I should, I, mean, I should start doing meal prep for my lunches. Yeah, do lunches or breakfast. Breakfast is easy. Oh, I can make eggs. breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I can make bre- I can fry eggs and and make you know French pan- toast. Fr- yeah, pancakes, French toast, bacon, sausage. I can do all yeah. that. But so like, start out with lunch. Yeah, you know, start meal prepping some lunches. Yeah, and then you can start to work till you get something. You're like, oh, I can bring this to the main. Yeah, but event also now. only I will suffer the consequences. Yeah, of your learning of my learning. Not that Aaron wouldn't be totally gracious and fine, but like, also like at the end of a long day. You want your dinner not to suck, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, you'd just be like, let's just go out to eat. Yeah. If, if it sucks, <laughs> be I like, pay for dinner twice. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, is what it is. Yeah. And his disrespect, for he is pleading the case of the prosecution by his contempt for all that is holy. I object, I object, I object. On what grounds? Is it possible 
that something is holy to the celebrated agnostic? Yes. The individual human mind. In a child's power to master the multiplication table, there is more sanctity than in all your shouted amens and holy holies and hosannas. Welcome to Tap Snaps, the podcast that, when it was in Florida, saw a American flag Punisher skull calf tattoo. Jesus Christ, yeah, dude, that's commitment. <laughs> he went, he went over the top. Yeah, he was like, "Fuck a sticker." He's like, no, "That ain't, that ain't gangster. That's not that ain't, that ain't trying to come at me putting a putting a sticker on my Dodge." I didn't think that was gangster. <laughs> I talk to you like a man. Yeah. Put this tattoo on my fucking calf. I think this scenario though might have been like. I don't have a Dodge, so mm-hmm. instead I'm just going to get it permanently like inked into my skin. Yeah. I mean, he probably has some truck, I'd assume. Yeah. But damn, it's wild to me that some people never hit that moment of realization. Like, every time I think about it, just like, like you like, Punisher Skull is cool. Don't understand Punisher Skull. <laughs> American flag is cool. Don't understand American flag or American history at all either. Yeah. Believe a bunch of propaganda. Be like, ooh, American flag. Punisher Soul is cool. I see all these other cool dudes um, doing that. A lot of sunglasses on the back of the heads. Yeah, like really the worst look that you can have. Mm-hmm. But um, And then be like, now I take it to the next level to show these other cool guys how cool I am. Yeah. I get a tattoo. So just no understanding the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Never hits that snag of being like, it's like, wait a minute. Wait, do I not understand any of what I'm putting on my body? Before I permanently commit to this, let me ask myself something I haven't ever asked myself, which is, am I a dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> that would be if I could assign a job. Like if a job could just be like a thing you thought into being, you being the inner monologue of morons. <laughs> at, like at, at, the, at the moment of attempting self-correction would be what your job would be. Just like, hold on. You got to think. Let's let's. I know we like we've identified a mistake because of a consequence. Like a consequence, yeah. we we can we can label the behavior that led to this moment bad. But let's take it back further because this really is a symptom. We got to get to the root. Let's think. Otherwise, this cyst is just gonna well right back up, baby. Like we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be right back here if we don't lance this motherfucker. Yeah, if we, we just drain it. Yeah, it's coming back. You know, <laughs> speaking as someone who's had a cyst. Yeah, yeah. They're Which nothing to fuck fucks. with. Sucks, sucks. Yeah, they suck. They're they're not fun. Oh, this next story pr- proves Blake wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> kind of. So okay. this is from the New York Times, and this is uh, Justice Department seizes three point six billion dollars in Bitcoin and arrests married couple. So uh, we'll do, uh, and this actually goes in tandem with another article that I found. I wanted to get like a. a Good source because mm. the source the, the the way I was introduced to this story was from uh, consequence dot net which is consequence sound uh, which I was not familiar with so I wanted to get. I, I will say the the style in which music writers write I, I've always enjoyed yeah like they 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 really can cut deep because they can lift someone up so highly like the praise they heap on great musicians but this writer yeah. it shows that they also can Rin Graves can also just like take your knees off and then take your hands off and then leave you in a ditch Yeah, with their words because that's what they do to this woman. Yeah, well, they, you know, they they love they love music, which when you love music, especially lyrics, that's like just liking poetry. Yeah. So they're really into, like, building 
themes mm-hmm. and, and use and the strong use of metaphor. Yeah, that's it's clever writing. Yeah, but the the Ren Graves introduced this, <laughs> this. This he's like, yes, okay. So and there's there's differing numbers here. Three point six billion according to the New York Times. Four point five billion according to Consequence Sound. Um, but the uh, the person who stole all this money, Liam uh, Liam Liam Smith, Liam Smith. <laughs> Baby, what's in there, wine? I'll be a sexy as fuck. Oh, I use that one too much. Do a different one. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. Wow. Right. So there's uh, a married couple, Ilya Lichtenstein, which, what a name, uh, and Heather Morgan uh, were <laughs> accused of. A uh, of conspiring to launder 119,754 Bitcoin uh, that was mm-hmm. stolen from uh, one of the biggest virtual currency exchanges in the world, uh, Bitfinex, Bitfinex, mm-hmm. uh, which is based in Hong Kong. Um, they sold it in 2016, and the I think it was worth like 71 million dollars around the time that it was stolen, and it has accrued enough value. Like Bitcoin has gone up in valuation yeah. so much that it's worth billions now. Um, but the way that uh, the Ilya Liechtenstein is the actual like hacker man, yeah, who hacked into this. Well, this because uh, the woman is a a modified idiot. She is just like she's kind of reminds me. She she's like an alternate reality Grimes. Yeah, because she goes by. Uh, she's a rapper who goes by Razzlecon, mm-hmm. and basically the article about uh, from from Consequence net is all about how her music is garbage and it, it really is. Yeah. And how she is a, like a, a grifter and like has put out many, like contributed to like real publications like Forbes and, um, and, uh, and, and the daily beast, I think. And like a, a number of other, like, but like financial, financial publications because about, she's so wealthy. Yeah. Be, about being a tech entrepreneur. Right. Which is, she has styled herself as, which is basically like, well, okay. So, Step one in entrepreneurship, um, get with a Russian hacker who has no qualms with stealing. Yeah. Step two, steal a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Step three, you are now rich. Congratulations. You're an entrepreneur. And one of her tips, I think, I thought was really funny was uh, she was telling like CEOs and stuff like, well, if your business is doing badly, have you thought about becoming a rapper? Yeah. Like with sincerity. Yeah. And... The 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 article the consequent sound article makes the claim like it's like she might be the worst rapper of all time like yeah and, and I've, I I was like I was like okay whatever and then I listened to it oh you were able to find yeah. it I haven't been able to listen to it yet. oh yeah I listened to it maybe they've taken the video has gone private now oh because I listened to it the and video has gone private her Instagram has gone private oh they're right though like it is it is the worst rap I've ever heard yeah like. There's nobody I've ever heard that's worse than her. I can say that with confidence. I mean, I can tell just from some of these lyrics that they have, rather be taking a taxidermy class, prefer Vietnam over France, doing my jerk-off dance, looking like a gay male stripper, but my synesthesia world is even trippier. So She raps like, sounding less like an MC than a tipsy acquaintance complaining about brunch. <laughs> I'm telling you, they just, they can just fuck you up. Yeah. Well, it's like an out of touch, suck. a 31-year-old white billionaire yeah. who stole, whose who's husband stole a bunch of crypto. Yeah. Like, yeah, contributed to Forbes. Yep. Oh, my God. Forbes, <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Yeah, really. What is your vetting process like? Because I might as well start contributing to Forbes. 
Yeah. Like you have to take some pictures of a bunch of zeros in your bank account though. Yeah. But I mean, we can Photoshop, we can Photoshop, but this is what you were saying is this is a great, uh, argument against Blake's claim mm-hmm. that cryptocurrency is can't steal it. You can't, you can't track it. Not only Blake did someone steal it. They also tracked the laundering of it. Yeah. So like, you know, talking about moving it through crypto wall through wallets. So like, no, we can track that too. Yeah. They're just like the blockchain is completely trackable. They tried to like shuffle and jive and like, yeah, they, they got away with it for like six years. And I don't know if you can call this dude like a fuck not. He was a Russian hacker that hacked the biggest, one of the biggest exchanges, a bit of crypto in the world. Yeah. Escaped notice for four or five years. And his name is Ilya Lichtenstein. So, you know, yeah. off the rip that he's nothing to play with. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. What does Ilya Lichtenstein look like? Cause Heather Morgan, I mean, is a, a she goofy looks kind of like that. I saw, she has kind of like a lispy thing going on too. She's a goofer. She's a goofer looking. That's why she reminds me of Grimes. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she's like a mediocre musician who like, there's a picture of who him. is like, a, 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 who's, I guess like tangentially related to tech. Ooh, there he is. Now, that's a real hacker right there. Yeah, look at him. Yeah. This man's skin has not seen the sun. This background, we're looking it's a See, that that's not a good enough photo. This is an accurate photo if you go down and to the left. No, uh yes, right there. That is a more accurate depiction of this man. Yeah. That is a real fucking hacker. Yeah. Like look, you see his posture? Yeah. You see like everything about that? He's yeah. slumped over standing straight up. Mm-hmm. Like his as as erect as he can be, yeah. he is slouching. So, Blake, if you think this man is a is a goof, I, I you should never challenge him. No, I don't think so. But I yeah. think he would put you down. But it's twofold. Yeah, it's a twofold lambasting of his argument, which is that number one, that it can't be stolen in the first place, or that it's hard to steal. Which, like, obviously, they stole over a hundred thousand Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge amount. And number two, that. It can't be traced by anybody. I mean, this this is Department of Justice. To be fair, though, to Blake, when I think about it, this is the only story I've ever heard of this happening. Yeah. So I guess it was really hard to to yeah. steal and to track. And they just happened to, this guy was probably a really good hacker. And yeah. they got enough information to finally get him. It is hilarious to me, though. And, and they also, stole from China. And from, that was a big fucking mistake. They were like, China was like, oh, so you want to play for real? Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Chinese were just after them for a while. And then they just were like, hey, Justice Department in America, they live they live there. I Also, I think that this guy probably just messed up in that he stole too much at one time. Yeah. So, like, they were, the, the Justice Department was like, oh, it's worth how much? Oh, we'll go after him. Like, we'll we'll get it. They're like, Bitcoin's value is going to keep going up, right? And yeah. then like, in 2016, they were like, yeah. So <laughs> they were like, okay, so let's go ahead and just follow this guy. Go ahead and cop about 100,000 Bitcoin real quick. Yeah. They're worth like 50 grand a piece. So yeah. <laughs> like $3 billion. That's, uh, that's some wild ass ish. We didn't talk about it this, but like, have you, have you, has, have you been following this, um, alpha movement bullshit what these like alpha podcasters these like alpha creators these there is a lane now like we saw it with the fucking uh guy on ymh yeah cobra cobra Cobra, tate there's a bunch of cobra tate yeah though and it's like a whole fucking thing now where the all these youtuber youtubers and content creators are like pitching the same bag of bullshit Mm. and they're like they just had what's what's happening right now though is really funny because it's called AlphaCon. 
And I've like, heard about AlphaCon because of Cobra Tate. That's all of them. Like they're all going to AlphaCon <laughs> to like all pits their bullshit. Nice. It's just a bunch of grifters grifting hard as a motherfucker right yeah. now. Dude, it's just a lane of grift. It's. I mean, there's a new lane of grift like every few years, yeah. and this is just. I. So I am in like my algorithm has protected me from this. Oh, okay. Like I'm not getting it on YouTube. I'm not getting it on TikTok. I. Do, I'm on the side of TikTok that makes fun of people like that. That's how I found out about them. But I th- I was like these must just be like general kind of jokes about like what's a group of white dudes called right. a podcast. Like mm-hmm. I thought they were like just kind of making general jokes. I didn't realize that it was this pervasive. It's and it's really big. There's a shit ton of them. I mean, I know Cobra Tate is a straight up like scam artist. Yeah, he's like, a scam artist. They're all they they all are doing these like Retreats in the woods, nice. Where they you they charge you a lot of money just to hang out in the woods and bullshit with them. Nice, like all these tell you all that they're your very special boy, yeah, and that your value is high, mm-hmm. you're a high value, and that nobody can detract from what you have, and that it should be this way, and there should be a woman that just falls into your lap that just takes care takes care of you and does all the things that you want her to with no with no expectation of anything in return except money. I mean, I, I I feel like that's just normal though. But <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of them, I feel they, because I was, you know, I think we all can get like goal driven and goal focused. But at one point, I kind of like peaked over a little bit. Like I was getting in that direction pretty hard, and I like peaked over, and I saw the people that were like that, and I was like, oh, this is kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of gross when you get too much like that yeah and then i started like to to appeal it back and now i feel like i'm doing way better at getting my goals met by just not being like is all or nothing is rise and grind is fucking cash money like i'm high value alpha man i'm a fucking leader i'm a slain dick you know like i'm gonna do all the damn thing i'm like just to be like i'm the man i get bitches why would i ever settle down like i'm like all the all the alpha male shit that's just like like oh this is the word toxic is really appropriate because it just it really is it's just it eats you up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow you to form real emotional connections with people, which is a real shitty thing to like. Oh isolate, yeah, to make people feel like for your job to make people feel like so isolated, and like only following your rules can get them out of it. But like also chopping down relationships to this like completely transactional nature all that red pill shit sucks yeah it's like when yeah whenever lame. you just you try to like boil life down into understandable uh rearrangeable like parts yeah and you're just like this is this because of this and it's an irrefutable truth yeah when you start talking about irrefutable truths and stuff about life it's that's when i know you you have you're either whack or you've taken a really whack turn and you need to be like hey let me look around see who all is doing all this you know and all right okay that's that dude is lame as fuck. And then that guy's that a huge dude, tool. That dude over there is a huge tool. And he keeps talking about how many women he bangs. And, and that, yeah. that guy just has like a fucking really lame haircut and just is always looking at his arms it's in like, the mirror. That guy has a nice car and his entire personality and social media presence is his nice car. Yeah. And he's yeah. really rude to people yeah. um, and very dismissive of everybody on his staff. I can't stand that shit. Like this whole, and the whole hashtag fucking rise and grind, like commodify your whole life, turn everything into a revenue stream. Like <laughs> there's no fuck. You need to be making money while you're fucking asleep. Like it's just like, Hey, 
really chill. Yeah, chill out. Like really chill. You know what's cooler than having like having goals is cool mm-hmm. and is, you know, aspirational. Everybody should have something that they want to work towards that fulfills them. That, yes. That's, that's great. It. What sucks is making it your entire personality and foisting it upon other people and then like really turning your revenue stream and your livelihood like connecting that so hard to selling this like some sort of source code. Yeah, it's just like you really chill out and go find something good to do. I think what <laughs> I think what you're really driving at that annoys you and annoys me is it it's it's pushing this narrative that there this way uh of like is the only way that things things have to be value and that value has to be uh, monetary or they're worthless. Like mm-hmm. you if you paint, you have to be good enough to sell your paintings. Yeah. If you play guitar, you have to be good enough to sell your songs. Yeah. Or your 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 efforts are worthless or worth less than those that that do make money. And that's lame. That is lame. And, and it's hostile. It's hostile and it's incorrect too. And it yeah. took me a long time because I, you know, when I do something, I do try to get good at it. So I would without even thinking about it, be judging people around me on whether or not they were good at the things that they cared about. And that was shitty and lame. Yeah. And I realized that like it if you like to do something, it doesn't matter if you're good at it, good, good at it or ever will be good at it or ever will sell it. Yeah. Like it doesn't, that doesn't detract from its importance and value in yeah. your, in your life well, and like or lot, at all. A lot of what you can, if you've got to boil everything down to currency, like there are things that are just worth your time and joy, like, and, yeah. your, and your emotional fulfillment and like, but yeah, but I think that is my biggest problem is how hostile that culture is to like anybody who disagrees. Yeah. Cause they're like, if you don't think like, I think you're a bitch. Yeah. You're a bitch. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, I was just living my life. <laughs> yeah. I was just over here being happy. I can't enjoy myself. happily enjoying myself and treating the people around me with kindness and respect. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's beta shit. You're a bitch. <laughs> and it's like, I didn't even, why are we talking? You just came up to me on the fucking street and they're just like, Cause you're a bitch. <laughs> it's like, okay, Dan Blazarian. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave me alone and go get some top tier pussy. Yeah. Go get that top tier pussy. <laughs> as you like to say, as you know, I thought as I you want to do, I didn't realize how many, how widespread it was. Cause I thought it was just like a few key guys. I thought no. it was like Dan Blazarian was the, the trust fund, like, like alpha frat bro. And then, uh, what's his name? Gary Van- Vanderchuk. Man or whatever it is, yeah, yeah, he's, another the, one. he's the the one of the original hashtag rise and grind, make money while you sleep, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like all that super motivational bullshit. But it's like the the other thing that you should really take note of is that whenever you a, a good a good measure to see if somebody's grifting you mm-hmm. is to look at what their revenue streams are. Yeah. Like that you can see at least they may talk about having private revenue or yeah, yeah, entrepreneur yeah. or whatever. But like if most of their money is coming from telling you how to live your life, they're a grifter. They're a grifter. If that's like what they do primarily, then they're tricking you. Yeah. They're tricking you. Yeah. So do what you will with that. But you know, if it gives every, you every, every time yeah. too, what Liam said is true every time and not just for these alpha guys in any instance, when someone is selling you a recipe for success, they're a grifter. Yeah. Because successful people don't do that. Now people do, I do see successful people. They will 
create a YouTube channel or a podcast and talk about how they became successful and yeah. not sell you a damn thing. But those people are already successful. Those people are already successful. Their and success is not de- like derived from, from you. From and you. they're not selling you money. They're not telling you how to make money at it. They're talking about become like I follow photographers, and videographers yeah. that are really good. And then they're like, these are all my pictures. And, and people are like, how did you be, how did you leave your nine to five and become a, uh, an independent photographer? And they're like, okay, well I took a year to get really, really good at photography yeah. or two years or three. And they just talk about, this is how I got good. And that's, that's different from being like, yeah. I'm rich. I have casinos in Romania that you don't know about, but like, <laughs> if you want to be a part of the war room with, yeah. you know, there's some alpha bros that really slam pussy on the regular. <laughs> we can compare notes on pussy slamming. Who's ever taught? I don't <laughs> Maybe I grew up with an atypical group of guys, uh, in America, but like, we never talked about slamming pussy. It, I, I don't Cause think, that's lame. Yeah. I don't think my friends and I, we talked about cute girls that we liked and things yeah. like that, but like we never, it, it was never in that way. Exactly. Yeah. I, I always, I always thought that I was like, what is, who actually is like that? And then I see, I've met a couple dudes. I've, I've, I've met a couple dudes. I remember one instance, uh, some fellows I knew that I was at a party and I walked in and I was like, hey, y'all, I ain't seen y'all. How y'all doing? And then I was like, what are y'all doing? Uh, and they're like, really? We're just here to get some get some fucking ass. Oh, nice. And I just remembered as soon as that word left there, like as soon as they said, I was like, oh, you ne- you don't, you're never going to get laid. <laughs> like you you have like, you have the absolute worst mentality and approach to meet somebody. Like that's trash. Like yeah. that is, that is the worst way. And there's so many dudes like that, I think mm-hmm. that, because those dudes straight up are, tapped into that alpha shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. now I'm sure they're like their whole feed, their whole YouTube is just like, like yes, yes, just all this, like, you know, bullshit. Let me see it. Show me the ads. Yeah. Let me, let me all buy that. the products. Let me go on your camp. I want to go to your camp. I don't want to go to alpha camp. Yeah. <laughs> Date me to alpha camp. I, you know, I hope I can help people in my life. If somebody around me is thinking about going to an alpha camp, please reach out. Let talk yeah. to me or Liam. Let us yeah. be like, Hey bro. Like it's not, it's not, you don't, you're better than that. You're better than that. You don't deserve that because that would be just a huge <laughs> waste of money yeah. and time. And time. And you would meet some really lame people. Yeah. From CBS News, Florida's at it again. Florida Senate. <laughs> Senate committee passes, quote, don't say gay bill. Don't that, say that. You don't say that. Florida Senate committee passes, quote, don't say gay bill that would bar LGBTQ discussions in schools. Uh, this is some of the blackest shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, it's like this is like a 1999 headline right here. It's so, good to see the right being the right again, though. Classics, isn't it? They're you know, playing the just hits. playing the hits. Yeah, they really are. Let's uh, we'll do a, a quick, quick little Liam summation. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Can and you explain what you meant? Yeah, Florida's wild again. They're, uh, shout out to Sherilyn. Shout out to Sherilyn. Shout out to Sherilyn. Shout out to Sherilyn's uh, speedy recovery from the from the COVIDs. We hope yes. you're doing better. We hope you do better. I, I hope those Nazis got cleared out of your state, too. Yeah, that's, saw right. those that's, fucking... I, that's what I thought when I was reading this. I was just like, man, we bounced from Nazis right to this, huh? Yeah. Not a lot of tact going on in the Florida State Senate. Um, they are gearing up to pass a bill... Um, the, the Senate Education Committee passed a bill uh, on Tuesday that 
would bar school districts from encouraging classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity at all, point blank, period, would empower parents to uh, seek retribution, to seek injunctions against schools and I guess school teachers for having discussions like this with with children and would also uh, mandate that if a student had a conversation about anything that and this they were very sneaky with it I actually I read the mm-hmm. I read the bill it's only four pages yeah but they were sneaky with how they worded it because in one clause they talk about how now parents would be or uh, teachers and uh, administration counselors basically anybody who works at the school who has a conversation with a child about their like quote like their mental health yeah uh, or their safety or like any kind of like actual like confusion like that they have they're like now mandated to inform yes the the parents mm-hmm. um, and then right after that they talk about the the restriction on discussing uh, sexual identity or uh, gender identity, sexual orientation or gender identity. So, but basically they're saying like, you must out your students to yeah. their parents when they confide in you that they are gay. Like, so a, a young gay student who, or a young trans student who has very uh, conservative parents at home or very abusive parents would be put into a, like the, the, the guidance counselors would be put into an impossible situation. Yeah. And it's, and it's 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 punishable by uh, lawsuits and like monetary damage against them. Like yeah, the, not, like the repercussions you, are real. It's yeah. not like they can just be like, oh, well, they don't actually have to do it. It's like no, they they really can come after you. Yeah, like they're not just going to file injunctions against against the school, which would be bad enough. Yeah, but like they also can seek damages. Yeah, so they're like encouraging. The stu- they're like, and we we will enforce this by pe- by financial penalty to the school district. They're like, because what's less important to us than the financial solvency of our school districts is that gay kids don't feel safe. Yeah, like they're like, we really want. Um, we're trying to number one identify homosexuality or having any kind of like confusion about gender identity as a child to be a mental illness. Like we think that because we think it's wrong. Yeah. You, they just have to flat out be like, we don't like gay people or trans people and we are bigots. Yeah. Because that's all this is. And our assumption is that once parents find out about it, that they won't be cool with it and they will do something to actively stop their kid from being gay question mark. Like what is this? And it's tricky, too, in the article because it says uh, it would apply to topics in primary grade levels, but then it says as well as in cases where the discussions are deemed not age appropriate. Yeah. So that's like, where does that come in? They're like, well... And in the bill, did you see anywhere where it specified which grades this was talking about? Like, no. It, yeah, there was it just no... Said primary. Yeah, but it's like, what is... I mean, I, I looked it on Google. It was like up to third grade for elementary... for um. In Florida, but I don't know what that really means. I don't think I don't know if primary is just like a legal term in Florida for yeah a certain a, age range. Yeah, and and not age appropriate is and like that you might as well just strike out everything that you just said about yeah. primary grade levels because it's completely up to the discretion not of the school teachers or the district people, but of the parents. Yeah, because the parents are the people who are empowered to like file injunctions against the school and file lawsuits against the districts. It sucks when our schools are pitted against parents. Like, but it, it seems to be increasingly becoming the thing, the, the, the whole critical race theory, which again is not critical race theory. It is just 
in almost every time the Republicans are talking about it, it is just teaching people that like American history, they're American history. And like slavery is just not a block of time that you just like, and there was slavery. And then like, there's, yeah. there's a lot to like, it. There was 400 years. Of it. There's a lot to, to gloss it. over. Yeah. There's a lot after it. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot in because there. of it. Yeah. And understanding the context is important to actually understanding the history. Yeah. Like you can't just sh- sh- fucking shut your ears and yell really loudly that I don't see color and expect racism in America yeah. and racial institutions to go away. So th- this is in line with that is what I'm saying. And it's, it becomes increasingly difficult for when you put parents against teachers, because on its face, when you're like, well, we want parents to be in charge of their, what their kids learn. And you're like, I get what you're saying mm-hmm. in a vacuum, but a lot of these parents have fucked up ass beliefs that are going to poison their kids and send them out into society with fucked up beliefs that then everybody's going to have to work to undo. Yeah. So you're just causing trouble for society and for your kids yeah. right off the bat. And you're like, we want to ensure that we can take our bullshit and unload it on our children mm-hmm. at all times. Like they don't even get a respite at school from our bullshit. Well, and at the same time, I'm sure like not two days ago, People who are fucking yelling about burning books and bringing books out of schools that are that talk about gender identity and that are <laughs> and talk about race in a way that they don't like that doesn't think about like that doesn't mention like benevolent slave owners yeah or like, or the uh, and they're or just being like and then the 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 civil rights movement happened and now everything is good it's all Gucci everything is fine racism solved MLK MLK was cool he was have you seen this cartoon our friend Martin. Yeah, it's it's designed for three year olds. <laughs> That's all you need, baby. That's it. Like they're like in look the, at Sesame they, Street. There are black people on there, and in the same <laughs> breath, they'll be like, Joe Rogan didn't say anything fucking wrong. You he said the N word seventy times, <laughs> and it's not a big deal because you don't you know understanding the context is really important. Understanding the con- it's like is it now? Is it is it now? Is it now? And they're just like oh, we're all for the First Amendment when it comes to protecting. Uh, mega millionaires from the potential consequences of their private corporate sponsors. Yeah. But when it comes to the government actually <laughs> censoring the government, yeah. actually censoring what your kids can make, can, can have access to in terms of just fucking ideas. We have no problem with that. Yeah. It's like y'all need to figure it out <laughs> for real. Like this is a step too far. Yes, absolutely. It's a step too far. And it would scare the fuck out of me if I was a parent in Florida. Yeah. It'd scare the fuck out of me because I believe strongly in the public school system. We, yeah. we all came through public schools. We like public schools. And this would be a, a really poor decision um, on the part. I, I, I don't I don't know. I I hope Florida can muster enough fight to fight this. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they've been running a, a bad route for a while. Yeah, well, and you just got Ron DeSantis running his mouth out here about, like, when he brought this up also around, like, and just, like, started talking about critical race theory. Like, you can yeah, tell. he always does. That's just his He just wants boy. the culture war to ramp up as hot as it can get because he knows that's his best chance to win a fucking presidential bid in 2024 because you know he's going to run. Oh, yeah. I think he's the biggest threat to Trump. Yeah. Because he's adopted a lot of his policies, and he has been really anti-vax the whole way through. Yeah. Trump. He's like he's positioned himself to the right of Trump. Yeah, Trump did not. He, Trump stayed to the left on the, which is nuts that I'm saying to the left and the right about <laughs> vaccines. Um, <laughs> and Trump, yeah, but 
So DeSantis is uh he's he's making this move. He's like, this is what I do. I say the same bullshit, easily debunked. Everything I say is incorrect. Mm-hmm. I say a bunch of nonsense. But he's like, this is what we all. This is this is the politician playbook. This Rouse is the base. This is how we do it. Um, it's Friday night. Yeah, and I feel all right. <laughs> <laughs> the party's here on the west side. I love to see. I love to see this get overturned, though. I'm I'm sure there's still plenty of good folks in Florida that are going to fight this hard. Yeah. And it's got to go through a couple of committees that can also make amendments. So we'll see if it gets worse or better before it actually gets brought for a vote. But man, oh man, Florida just out here straight. They haven't had the best of weeks. They're like on gas. Yeah. Well, they stay strong. Like we're never, we've never had a significant amount of time pass without talking about, talking about Florida. I mean, (laughs) Florida's like, listen, you, you go, you may not like us, but you gonna pay attention to us. We'll be hearing about us. You're going to be entertained a lot of times too. You'll hear from me on Fridays. Yeah. That's crap. That's where I come through. (laughs) Speaking of coming on through and traveling (laughs) uh, from Fox 56, Lawmakers asking for a federal investigation into travel nurse salaries. A federal. Federal. <laughs> for a feral investigation into travel nurse salaries. A five federal. Liam Summation. Me, I'm tight as fuck. Yeah, so a bipartisan letter signed by lawmakers across the nation has asked the COVID 19 response team to investigate potential price gouging by some nursing staff agencies, leading everyone who actually works in healthcare to laugh very loudly. Yeah. Like, they're basically saying, like, um, so since the pandemic hit, a lot of nurses have quit quit because they were working insane hours. They were not being fairly compensated for the amount that they were working. And um, they didn't actually leave nursing but they left the hospitals they were working out that were overworking and underpaying them because they were able to get travel work and you know go through these agencies to work in different places that desperately need nurses that are willing to pay premium rates for nurses um basically uh capitalism is all fine and good and the basis of our society until the wrong people start making money right and then we have to we have to regulate now what we don't need are salary caps for ceos we don't need uh we don't need like share price caps we don't need anything to affect like board members for these privately owned hospitals or insurance companies but what we do need to do is definitely regulate how much uh nurses can make yeah that's where we'll that's, that's how we save America. That's how we save America. That's how we stop the health crisis. It is laughable. That's why I picked this article. I was like, what a ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. ridiculous investigation uh, that would be. I mean, just crazy. Because, like, they're doing good. They're making good money and yeah. good for them. That's yeah. why I, when I hear, heard about that gig, I was like, if I was, like, a, a nurse, like, a single nurse, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to just travel the country, make a shit ton more money, yeah. doing the same damn job. Yeah. They're the same. It's the same job. Yeah. I saw a hilarious TikTok a month or two ago. Uh, this male nurse, I, he had to have been a male nurse, was he was like, hey, uh, COVID's been really hard. You know, we're way overworked, way understaffed. Um, you know, we take verbal abuse and everything on a regular basis, like from COVID deniers and everything. He's like, I just, you know, have a hard time. I would really like to make about three or four times what I'm making right now. Yeah. And I absolutely not. Like, there were... And he's like, okay, I quit. They're like, oh, sad to see you go. 
And he's like, come back as a travel nurse. And they're like, we're understaffed. We need you as a travel nurse. He's like, my, I'll be three or four times what I was, was making. Before. making. And they're like, okay. Gladly. Gladly. <laughs> it's like, damn, y'all some straight clowns, yeah. huh? Like, you just. They, well, I mean, this is what you get for not having nationalized health care. Yeah. Like, this is what you get. If, if health care is a capital commodity, and it's it, you can charge whatever you want for it, and it's not a guaranteed thing, then it's not a guaranteed thing. Yeah, and that's it. that applies to the hospitals as well. This is a this is just the labor movement has extended into healthcare, and there's nowhere where the labor is more necessary than healthcare during a fucking pandemic. Yeah, and in general. Yeah, but like, just you know. Get wrecked. Like, get fucking wrecked. <laughs> like, there's nothing you can do about it except like cry to your fucking daddy government to be like, the nurses are charging us too much. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's cool, Mr. CEO. How much did you make last year? How much year? did you make last year? They're like, well, $13 million. No, after bonuses. $40 million. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And how much is your entire nursing staff, including travel nursing, going to make this year? They're like, Five million dollars. It's like, all right, well, do you need me to tell you to shut the fuck up? Or are you just going to do <laughs> it on is, your own? This is a Liam's government. This is not our government. Because our government would be like, yeah, daddy. It's correct. That's correct. They yeah, are they, correct. They, it's like, they, they, how dare those greedy little this nurses. Is, this is out of hand. None of them have donated to my campaign fund. They are price gouging. This is, <laughs> this is dastardly what they're doing. Don't mind the corpses in my backyard. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brian Kemp is like in a desperate plea to uh, appeal to the the super far right COVID denying Republican base in Georgia this year. Um, is putting forth legislation to let kids choose whether or not they want to wear masks in school. <laughs> He's just like, oh no, it's cool. I guarantee, at some point. Before November, Brian Kemp will probably in not so uncertain terms pretty much say, like, if he needs to steal the election for Trump next time, he'll do everything that he can. Like, I think think he will. I think he will. I I, I, I think he'd be ousted as a governor. I mean, I think then it'd be like, did you just say that you would commit election fraud? And they'd be like, (laughs) fucking... David Perdue would just be, or who? who, who Sonny Perdue. Sonny, no, not Sonny Perdue. Who, who's running against him? Uh, well, David Perdue was the senator. Yes, he's running against him. He's yeah. primarying Kemp. He, um, he's just gonna be like, that's my whole campaign. My whole campaign is like, I'm exactly like Brian Kemp, except he didn't steal the election for Daddy Trump. Is that his campaign? Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> like, oh, we we we're fine. <laughs> I mean, my family runs this state. Yeah. Because Sonny Perdue and David Perdue, they they're so wealthy. Yeah. He's just like, we. I, I steal it. Don't even worry about it. Don't trip. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. As long as I stay rich, he's I, mean, like, I steal whatever. He's I like, bitch, y'all don't remember that I fucking bought all this, like, med, all this stock in, like, medical companies and, like, supply companies, like, before <laughs> everything hit with the pandemic, like, month, like weeks before yeah. he had done it. And it came out. And he was like, oh, what you mean, babe? Just, that's just a slick slide. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, and you lost your reelection bid. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of part was due to that because it was the, – the corruption is so blatant. Like, they've just gotten lazy up yeah. in Washington is what's happened because the corruption just spilling out – Sorry, the corruption is just spilling out everywhere that, like, even 
fuck nuts are like, well, damn, that's not right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. You can't do that, yeah. right? They can't do that, right? Like, yeah, they do that all the time. They do that, and then like a couple of people in Congress are like, we should stop doing that, and everybody else is like, okay, I sure, can. you be that lame bitch. It's like, what, didn't you just get here? Yeah. Like, don't you want to? And yo, know, you got that yuck mouth every time you talk. I know you stink. <laughs> like. Like, why don't you get you a little fucking money and shut up for a Yeah, while. why don't you fix some teeth? Get them shoes right. <laughs> Pelosi's oh. like, I'm in my 80s now. We need to, my portfolio could get a little fatter. You think to assert dominance, she crop dusts when she walks <laughs> down the aisle? Like, <laughs> like whoever's the house, speaker of the house will just crop dust yeah. the other side when she's, they walk down the she, aisle. She just walks, she walks by fucking Kevin McCarthy and she's like, hey, you trying to get a seat back? Yeah, she just like starts at the top, just lets out a big one, and then lets it drift down the aisle. You know, I would be like flex, Nancy. I mean, flex on them. That's a, I mean, that's a way to assert dominance. They're like, God damn that stank ass bitch. Every time she walk around, she turn around like, <laughs> I know, like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm farting on y'all. It's Big Nance, <laughs> Big Nancy, it's Big Nancy in the house, yeah. in the speaker of the house. What you gonna Rich do about as hell. it? How about you sniff my fart and shut up? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's big old rich ass, corrupt ass too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, corrupt as hell. Yeah, all the top ones are any 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 senator or or congressman or representative that's been in Congress for like twenty thirty years. They they corrupt as a motherfucker. It's yeah. just somebody is getting their interests served because you're not sitting there with the abilities that it takes for most people, like the the cachet you have to have to become a congressperson. You could make so much more money in the private sector. Like yeah. these individuals are usually like high powered attorneys, you know, uh, business magnates. That's the kind of person that that attracts enough belief in them to get to the next level for a lot of times. So if they're sitting there in the public sector, they making money. Yeah. They're not fucking sitting there just like collecting their salary. No, Nancy's husband is got a stacked portfolio because them stock tips is on point every time <laughs> every time because she's like oh yeah yeah you know what's about to happen is xxxx so like, we well, go ahead and dump stock in this and move like, it over here you know who's about to get uh about uh a few you know billion dollars a piece to start doing some research in the vaccine mm-hmm. be Pfizer, Moderna, yep. so let's go ahead and Pop some know, money over there. Diversify a little bit so we don't, you know. Military grants, too. Like, anytime, like, some big company is going to get, like, a big military funding. Oh, yeah, like a, a defense contract? Yeah, defense contract. Like, big money shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, you know, they all, that's what I'm saying. They corrupt during the motherfucker. Yeah. So, our last article is from PBS, and uh, this one is a, a real one. Um, this is protesters for Amir Locke, a black man killed by Minneapolis police, demand police chief strike resignation. This is a real one. So we'll do a quick summary and then we'll get into it. We have just applied the sweet baby rays. Yeah. So uh, in Minneapolis, uh, a young black man named Amir Locke uh, was sleeping on a couch. Yep. uh, When a group of police officers executed a no knock warrant. Yep. Um, Busted in and uh, shot him three times because he had a gun. Yeah. Uh, he was sleeping, I think, with a gun near him. Yeah. Um, and had a gun in his hand. Again, no knock warrant. Um, so they I actually, I've seen the video right before he was killed. They uh, they released the the body cam video. Um, but I think they screamed police like one time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's the middle of the night. He's asleep. Yeah. Like. 
if you expect somebody to be like, what? My door just got like broken down. I'm in a dead sleep. Like yeah. I you you said something, somebody shouted something. And as the, my door was getting broken down, like, of course, you're going to if you have a gun next to you, of course, you're going to grab it. Yeah. And before anybody even tries to say, like, put the weapon down, police, like anything, they shoot him three times. He's like wrapped in a blanket still. Yeah. From a dead sleep. And I got to say, man, like the police response, I've watched a couple of their press conferences. It is ass. How have they, what did they, what did they say? They're just not taking any, any questions about it. They're not, I mean, like they're, they're, they're saying like anytime somebody asks them about like the validity of the no knock warrant or why police were uh, so insistent on a no knock warrant because police were actually like they were going to execute the warrant and they said they wouldn't go without a no knock warrant. Yeah. Um, like on why they shot him before they identified him or like before telling him to put the weapon down, anything like that. They just deflect and they're like, we, uh, the, the officers have been suspended with pay and we're currently, uh, pursuing the actual suspect because by the way, he wasn't even the person that they were after. Just like with Brianna Taylor, just like with Brianna Taylor, he was just sleeping in the house and anytime anybody brought anything up, they're like, well, we're pursuing that. We don't, we know. So essentially they kicked in some, the wrong person's door well he or was, they kicked in the door of someone and just shot somebody yeah they were like had nothing to do with anything they're like oh he's right there he is that a gun pa, 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 pa. yeah like and there's been a huge amount of number of protests because and the protest is huge i've seen video of it and it is it is a huge protest well because george floyd was in minneapolis <laughs> and not even two full years ago yeah and this is a, like the same exact way that brianna taylor was killed i mean Police chief's resignation, I think, is just step one. I think that's pretty necessary. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw early on, I saw one activist interrupt a police briefing to be like, you know, we were, you asked me to work on a board with you, and then your response to this has just been bullshit. You have, you lied to me. You betrayed my trust. Like, yeah, I will not be a part of this at all. Like, yeah. she, she was like, I will not well, stand with y'all. The, the lesson is just completely lost like for all of the protesting and like seeming progress that was being made especially in minneapolis specifically yeah because that's where it started with george floyd mm -hmm. like it's just same same exact playbook yeah like same clearly thing. there's no incentive there's been no change of procedure there's no change they're not even really acknowledging that they're going to look into it that hard like the the officer is suspended with pay like there's just no there's no difference in what happened i mean if, if you're not like outright murdering somebody yeah like uh chauvin did yeah then you're still wavy gravy to do whatever you want it doesn't matter if and you know what's really interesting i saw somebody bring up is where's the nra Oh, yeah. Where the fuck is the NRA? Why haven't they said anything? They never do. What are you saying? This guy is a legal gun owner. He had no criminal history. Yep. He was inside of a domicile. He was asleep. He was asleep. Because if you're like, why did he have a gun near him? None of your fucking business. Your fucking, because what would the NRA say if I asked that of a white person that had their gun and they got shot like this? They'd be like, none of your fucking business. Second Amendment. Yeah. He can have his gun. He's in his, he's in his home. Or he's in a domicile. Like He's with every right to to draw his gun. I mean... 
they ain't said shit. And I just, it, it does go to show like NRA been just for white people the whole fucking time. Yeah. But like, let's like not, let's not even. Well, now they're saddled, pretend. they're saddled with so many fucking money problems because yeah. they've got caught Grifton and yeah. like they have a lot of money to pay back that they're, I mean, they're not going to do shit anyway, trash. but they wouldn't have done anything in the first place no, because <laughs> this, like, like we've said, uh, Amir Locke is black. Yeah. So they would not have given two shits like, and it's just, it's, it's the same thing mm-hmm. again, again, like the same exact thing. And when you're executing a no-knock warrant, I mean, who's to say that that wasn't a kid? Who's to say that yeah. the gun wasn't a toy or a phone? Like Tamir Rice. There's no way that you can tell in mm-hmm. like that with no lights on, with just a flashlight. Like you think you're like this, this whole compliance and like ultimate authority thing, especially is because it, it's so fast. Yeah. So like this mentality of like. I identified myself shouting through a door immediately through I, before I broke it down in the middle of the night. Like, it's like, so you didn't identify yourself. Yeah, you didn't identify yourself. He had no idea who the fuck you were because he was asleep, like most people are in the middle of the you night. You just murdered someone in cold blood. Yeah. That's what you did. I there's, mean, there's no other way to, there's no other way to frame it. And a lot of times when these kind of tragedies involving the police killing black people specifically happen, there's always a reframing of the events. And, but it's like, no, you need to state clearly what happened. Yeah. You killed someone in cold blood. Well, and then immediately all the defenses come out of the fucking, like for the black, the blue people being like, well, these are high pressure situations. They're dangerous. They never know what they're getting into. And it's like, well, they should figure it out. Hey, I don't, my boss won't let me make an excuse if I don't run tests on a new laptop working with our teleprompter um, before shoot and I get to the shoot and the teleprompter wasn't working. So in front of the client, I had to spend time troubleshooting that happened to me recently. I don't get to make an excuse for that. Yeah. I mean, I could make an excuse. Hey, the shoot was right. I was trying to eat dinner really fast. I didn't think it was, it was my mistake. It won't happen again. That's the really only answer to make an excuse for police officers killing people. It's just a whole nother level. Like, yeah, and it also, I mean, it's just fucking pathetic. Yeah. If you if you're actively seeking for a reason why, you just have you've lost the plot. Yeah. Which has really been our critique of Back the Blue the entire time. Yeah. It's 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 really wild to defend the bad actions of an organization, especially an arm of the government. And we're not no one's just saying like police or trash fuck all y'all forever it's always been like we have to do better we have done very poorly historically yeah things have to change you cannot keep killing people it is not your job to kill people it yeah. should be the very last resort in only in self-defense yeah that's a simple clear thing to say that i think we can all agree on so defending it and and tribalizing the police versus BLM has always just been just such a, a bad take. Like it's yeah. just been always, you're always been so off the mark of what, what we need. Cause what happens if your side wins? We just support the police no matter what. Well, and fostering this sort of adversarial relationship as the police is 
completely against what you're supposed to do as a police officer. Yeah. Like having this tribal, like motivated by completely motivated by fear movement to like defend the police no matter what. And we, we all can't, we all got to band together to make sure that nobody ever gets punished for killing somebody in the line of duty. It's just like, no, you of all people should be able to identify a crime. Yeah. Like you of all people should care about the BLM movement Mm -hmm. because those are the people that you are serving also. Like, You serve everyone. You don't just serve people who like you or who agree with you or who want you to have protections to the point where it is damn near impossible for you to even face like the most minor consequence for murdering somebody. Yeah. Like, which has been in very recent history has happened. Yeah. Like that. (laughs) I remember just like six years ago when a lot of BLM was first starting I mean, people were getting off with shooting someone in, I mean, the one that Dave Chappelle brought up was shooting, a guy got shot in a, like a Walmart when he was holding a toy gun. Yeah. And the officer was completely acquitted because he had the suspicion of violence, of danger. Yeah. That's not, you don't get to kill somebody because you think they might have a gun. I'm like, would that fly? My argument too is always, would that fly if that was your son? Like, no. would that argument fly to you? They're like, well, he suspected that he could have a gun. Or would you be like, this is insane. You murdered my child. Yeah. And you're trying to reframe it as something and then forcing people to align with you. I'll walk it back even a step further because I think what the the symptom of, of this is and why it happens uh, and why it's ignored by politicians, a lot of white politicians, uh, in large part is because it's like, what if it happened to someone who you could imagine was your son? Yeah. Not even, not even your son, your son. Like what if it happened to somebody who you view as a person? Mm -hmm. Because it's really like, especially because it's happened so much and it's become so normalized. Like when I first heard about this, it broke my heart because like I saw like an Instagram post about it and the caption was like, I know this happens all the time. Please don't scroll by. Yeah. Like this is important and they're all important. They are like, they're all tragedies, but it happens so much. And it's because there are a lot of people who don't think this is a big deal. Yeah. Which is fucked up. That's fucked up. I think that's what you said. I, I, they, they can't picture these people as their brothers, their sisters, their, yeah. Their children. It's an adversarial relationship, and yeah. it shouldn't be. And it's on, like, I don't. I think when people who are like back the blue or like what back politicians, we need to increase police funding, yada yada yada. Like, it's like no, it's on y'all to make the relationship better. Yeah, it never won't be because you are the authority figures, and it's your job. It's your job. Like, you have to fix it, and you are the only people who are empowered to fix it. And literally the only time that people can try and regulate you, just regular people, is by coming for your jobs and coming for your salaries. Yeah. And like, so if you want that to stop happening, then you need to fix it. And that's all like, it's completely up to them. I don't see that. That I feel like gets lost a lot where it's like people say we need reform. We need to fix it. And it's like, 
it's not at a certain point it can't be up to the social movement it has to be done by police departments and local governments state governments the federal government like somebody's gotta fucking regulate yeah and every time somebody brings up the some of the past protests where a lot of damage was done it's like i i just try to imagine for a second if you could that it it is you just keep hearing about people that look like you getting killed for no reason by the police and nothing being done about it. Yeah. It just, there just comes a time where you just, you can't deal with it mm-hmm. and you, you lash out. It's and, like, Hey, people with uh, red hair and green eyes uh, are getting murdered by the police at this inc- incredibly large rate. So there was a huge protest about it and they're like, yeah, well they're like actually somebody like in a town over from you yeah. was murdered just for having red hair and green eyes. And there's like yeah. looking suspicious, but like a target got burned down. So same, same. Right. And it's like, n- no, no, <laughs> of course not. We can make targets infinitely. We can build, but that person is gone. That unique individual is just gone. Yeah. A target is nothing. They can build them up and tear them down endlessly. doesn't matter. It means nothing. It is just concrete rebar glass and plaster. That's yeah. all. So, Enough with the property comparisons. It's 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 always been insulting. I mean, it's it's a it's tough. It's tough to to try to be empathetic with people that feel for this back the blue kind of shit and yeah. and and always what about what about burning down the target? Like what about all that? Yeah. It's it's hard to be empathetic. It really is because I don't know. I I value people's lives. Yeah. Well, and it's like you're just just intentionally missing the point about human life, which suggests to me that you don't value it, which leads me to believe that you're a racist. You're a racist or just a fucking sociopath. You're a sociopath, but like, probably just a racist, probably just a racist. Like, and I, you know, I hope that they get this police chief, uh, Amelia Huffman's job. And I, I hope too. that they get this. If I were a politician, in the local government of Minneapolis, I would be holding on for fucking dear life mm-hmm. because if I were a, a, a voter in Minneapolis, I'd be like, all right, regime change now. Like yeah. clearly we did literally everything we could yeah, for over a year, almost two now. And this shit's still going down. Like, nah, if you're still arguing for the leak for, I mean, Blake, did a great job harping on this but if you still if you think no knock warrants are in any way legal or something we should have moving forward you are totally off your rocker yeah i mean that's what we said like they they got rid of them in lexington kentucky but they didn't get them rid of them in minneapolis yeah and it's like does one of these have to happen in every city like to for you to get rid of it no knock warrants is they are horrible yeah like they can lead to horrible things and like it's honestly surprising that they don't more often because mm-hmm. like you're just saying like when a judge to me, when a judge signs a no knock warrant, they're like anybody who dies in that house, I'm cool with. Yeah. You're just, you're just signing what you like. It's, I think the judge should be prosecuted. I think Blake said that too before. I think the judge should be prosecuted too. Yeah. That signed the no knock warrant. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you just signed a death notice for anybody who's unlucky enough to like not wake up in time to realize what's going on. Yeah. Like if there's a, what if there's somebody with dementia in the house? What if there's a baby? What you don't fucking they, what know. What if they had had a baby? What if he had had a baby under that blanket? Yeah. You don't know. 
when the, you just start unloading. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a, the, the practice is wrong. The it's practice just, is wrong. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense and it just stop happening. Um, and yeah, well, I think that's a good place to yeah. wrap her up. Um, but yeah, shout outs to y'all for, for listening. Thank mm-hmm. y'all for, for hanging tough with us and, uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Skeet.